Investor mood remains crashed by global yields rising to a decade and more than that high levels as attention shifts to Jerome Powell's Jackson Hole speech due this Friday. But before that, Nvidia will be announcing its latest and broadly expected second quarter results and BRICS will meet amid rumors of new members wanting to join in and even a gold-backed currency. So welcome. This is Swiss Coats Daily market talk. So this week starts in a bad mood, really, as Chinese banks didn't cut their loan rates by 15 basis points, as expected by analysts today. They rather cut the one-year loan prime rate by 10 basis points and didn't cut the five-year LPR rate at all, which obviously confused investors out there, especially given that we are, I mean, they are, the Chinese are right now in the middle of a property crisis and cutting the long-term rates is is just one basic step in you know, hoping to boost demand in property market. So the Hansang index fell further this morning and is now in the bear market because it lost more than 20% of its value since the January peak and the global risk sentiment, the global risk appetite is less than ideal these days as healthy economic data from the US and darker clouds are gathering over China cast shadow on both stock and bond markets around the globe. The US 10-year yield hit the highest level since last October last week. And before that, the last time the US 10-year yields were trading at the actual levels was, well, back in 2007. Similar to the 30-year yield, the US 30-year yield hit the highest, highest levels since last October during the trading last week and is now approaching levels last seen back in 2011. So, the rising yields weigh on major stock indices. The S&P 500 closed last week around 2% lower. Below is minor 23.6% Fibonacci retracement on its October to July rally. And the index is now preparing to test the base of the ascending channel building since last October to the downside. NASDAQ 100 index, on the other hand, lost 2.6% of its value last week and dive deeper below its own 23.6% Fibonacci retracement and below its own ascending channel base as well. Trend and momentum indicators remain comfortably negative for the big technology stocks though we will soon be hitting the oversold market conditions at this end, which could eventually slow down the sell-off that we've been seeing since a couple of weeks from now. Now, interestingly, the S&P 500 has been down by around 3% since the beginning of this earnings season. While the earnings season was not that bad at all because nearly 80% of the companies in the S&P 500 announced better than expected results in the second quarter. Although I know, I know that these expectations were quite low and the big banks, for example, did their best even to pull these market expectations as low as possible and that to avoid some negative price shocks after the results. But still, still, Considering that these market expectations were 
supposed to be priced in and were priced in before the second quarter results were released, it is surprising to see the 3% fall in the S&P 500 stocks, whereas Refinitiv highlighted that the second quarter of 2023 had the highest rate of companies beating the market expectations since the third quarter of 2021 and that the earnings expectations actually rebounded to the highest level since last October when the major US indices actually bottomed out. So this picture uh, simply means that the fear of further Federal Reserve tightening and the prospects of the higher and the rising interest rates as a result of it, combined to the set of bad and weak news from the Chinese economy, simply didn't let investors enjoy that better than expected earning season. So this week, investors around the world will have their eyes and their ears set on the Fed President Jerome Powell and what he will be saying at his Jackson Hole speech. So that meeting will take place this week between uh, the 24th and the 26th of August and Jerome Powell will be speaking at 10.05 a.m. local time this Friday. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't expect anything dovish to come out of the man's mouth because the minutes from the latest FOMC meeting were, well, quite clear to me and to everybody that the Federal Reserve's view on inflation didn't change. The Fed still thinks that significant upside risks are hanging in the air. And because Jerome Powell made it clear that they will actually be keeping the monetary policy restrictive enough until they are confident that inflation in the US is coming down toward their 2% policy target, well, there is a little chance that we hear Jerome Powell cry victory over inflation this week at the Jackson Hole speech. This being said, that fear of decidedly hawkish Fed is already priced in and if there is no more hawkish surprise from this week's Jackson Hole meeting and Jerome Powell's speech on Friday, well, tensions in markets among investors could well ease by next week and that could actually give investors and markets some breathing room moving forward. Yet, we won't have a clearer direction and a clearer picture before the end of this week. But we will see how Nvidia did in the latest quarter of this year and that's exciting because remember, when Nvidia release earnings last quarter, well, they actually projected that they would be nailing 11 billion US dollar worth of sales in the second quarter. So that's up from 4.28 billion US dollar of sales report in the first quarter, which was already a record high. And remember as well that this projection of 11 billion US dollar worth of sales had thrown further fill on the AI fire and had sent Nvidia shares to a higher dimension after the late earnings announcement. As such, Nvidia shares soared up to 345% between last October and this July, and the shares are up by 300% into this week's earnings announcement. So it's needless to say that Nvidia uh, doesn't have much choice or room but to deliver on this 11 billion US dollar worth of sales promise if it wants to keep the rally on its shares going. Other than that, investors will also watch the flash PMI figures for August across the globe and the BRICS summit that will take place this week between the 22nd and the 24th of August. Now, what's interesting, really, really interesting about this summit is 
One, a month ago, well, South Africa actually said that 40 more nations wanted to join BRICS and that 23 of them formally applied to become members, including Saudi Arabia, Iran and the United Arab Emirates. Two, they would like to drop the US dollar and eventually start using their member state currencies to actually settle their trade terms between them. And three, Yes, yes, hold on, I'm coming to that point. Yes, there is a talk. There are rumors that the BRICS countries could even issue a gold-based currency, a brand new gold-based currency to replace the US dollar in international trades as many nations are now willing to you know, free themselves from the risks of holding and using the US dollars. And that obviously in case that their relationship with the US goes toward the wrong direction moving forward and that the US simply doesn't let them hold and use the US dollars that they have in hand as they did with Russia since the start of the war in Ukraine, remember. Now note that the rumor of a gold-based BRICS currency didn't necessarily boost appetite in gold lately. The price of an ounce is, on the contrary, mainly driven by the US yields and the rising US yields these days actually weigh big time on gold appetite by increasing the opportunity cost of holding the non-interest bearing gold. So the yellow metal actually slipped below its 200-day moving average when trading last week for the very, very first time since December last year. A downside correction in the US yields from the actual levels could actually slow the sell-off that we see in gold and encourage a minor positive correction. But given the Federal Reserve's undoubtful hawkish stance on its interest rate, policy while gold bulls may need bricks actually to say something or something concrete about their currency plans based on gold and I'm afraid that that might not be on the week agendas for this summit. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipeko Skardishka and thank you for joining me this Monday morning. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.